Merry Christmas, church. My name is Pastor Ben, and I am the one who is humbly grateful to the Lord that He would allow me in His graciousness to to pastor this great church. Very humbled by that. Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen Him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. In Matthew chapter 2, helping us have a full picture of the Christmas story, we read, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Later in verse 11, it says, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened other treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now if we were to just take a, a survey of the just few verses that I just read, and we were to compile a list of all of the people and places that these verses reference, we would compile a list that went something like the wise men, Caesar Augustus, Herod, Quirinius, Syria, Galilee, the people that were traveling to be registered in the census, Joseph, Mary, Jesus, Nazareth, the shepherds, angels, sheep, the fields that the sheep were in, the people that heard about what the shepherds had experienced, Judea, Bethlehem, the inn, potentially the innkeeper. And if I had until next Christmas, I could tell you about each one of those places and people. But I'd like to just mention very briefly about two groups of people. First, the wise men, and then the shepherds. We don't know a whole lot about the wise men, but we know a few things. 
We know that they were kings, they were wise men, they were referenced as these rich, powerful men. They came from the east. We don't know how far, but we know that people in Bethlehem at the time, what they considered to be east of where they were, was anywhere between 400 and 1,000 miles. So these men came from a long distance. We know that they were wealthy. They very likely were highly educated. Because they were following a star, some have made the assumption that they were highly trained in the art of astrology. We know that they were highly regarded. They came into the city. And the first person they talked to to find this new king of the Jews that was born was the king himself of that region. They would have had nice clothing. They would have traveled by camel, which believe it or not, was considered the beamer back in those days. They brought precious gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which were common gifts from one king to give to another. The shepherds, on the other hand, were basically different in every way that you can imagine. We know a little bit more about shepherds because this was a common profession in biblical times. They weren't wealthy. They were considered on the bottom rung of the financial scale. They had little to no education. They were not well regarded. They would never come into the same banquet or party as wise men. And if by some chance they were at the same banquet, they would be required to stay in the vestibule or in the foyer of the building they were in. And if they were in the same room, it was important for them to sit on the ground while the wise men sat in chairs that were specifically made for them. Shepherds were not well regarded. They were not well dressed. They traveled by foot, sometimes with sandals on their feet and sometimes with no sandals on their feet, completely barefoot. And when they came to Jesus, they had nothing like gold, frankincense, and myrrh to bring. They brought nothing. So these two groups are opposite in basically every way that you can imagine. And the important thing to realize is, as I said earlier, that on most days they would never mix. Whether it was to pay taxes, to go into the town to pay taxes, or to go to a banquet, or even to a wedding, or a party of some type, they were never to mix on any other day. On any other day... They were not given invitations to the same places. On any other day, they were not to come before the same governing officials. There were even different officials that were devoted to the shepherds and other higher officials that were devoted to tending to the needs of the kings in the countries. On any other day, they did not become before a king. Shepherds, you could never come before a king without a gift. And on any other day, it was never proper to come before a king without the proper lingo and the proper clothing. And the shepherds had... None of those things. But on this day, Luke chapter 2, verse 11, there is born to you a Savior in the city of David who is Christ the Lord. You see, the same principle that took place all those years ago between the two opposite ends of the spectrum, it's almost as if God took the opposite ends of the spectrum of what was culturally normal, the, the very lowest end and the very highest end. And, and normally in, 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 the, in the human way, in the human heart, the way that we always construct these places and these things where people are never good enough and you can't mix these two. And if you're not smart enough, you won't get the right grade. If you're not strong enough, you won't get in the right sports team. If you're not cute enough, you won't get the right date. Those are humanly constructed things. And I love about the Gospel, about the good news of a Savior coming to save a rebellious people, is that God chose this day, Christmas. He chose a day to serve as the bookmark in history that would crush any notion of stereotype or racism or sexism or elitism 
And you might say, Pastor Ben, you're just trying to be a social justice hero on Christmas Eve. In my view, church, there is no such thing as social justice. There's just justice. And Jesus brought perfect justice. Now, if you've tuned everything out, which I don't know how you could with great music, listen to this preacher for just one moment. The shepherds and the wise men were different on almost every single account. And the message on Christmas was on this day. Those things don't matter. You have no gift. Come bring your dirty self, your dirty shepherd clothes. Everyone is welcome welcome from the lowest to the highest. All are welcome. And they're totally different. And that is great news for you and me because it means that no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what sins you have committed, no matter what history your family has, no matter how rich you are or lack thereof, no matter how educated you are or lack thereof, the message of Christmas is that on this day, all are welcome to come to the King. But notice just one thing that is similar about these two groups. As we know, they were different on every other count, but one thing that we can see from Scripture that that they were similar, one thing that they did that was the same, and this is what you and I are required to do as well, is both of these groups came to Jesus. When the wise men saw that star hanging over Bethlehem, they went to Jesus. They left what they were doing and they went to Jesus. When the shepherds were given this glorious heavenly display of angels praising God, they left what they were doing and they went to Jesus. So make sure, just for me to make sure that I'm inextricably clear this evening, never let it be said that from the pulpit of New Covenant Community Church that it was ever preached that God just distributes this kind of saving grace freely and people can live and sin and and curse God and rebel against God in any way they will and receive the saving blood, forgiving, blood-bought, mercy and grace, saving grace, eternity, soul-saving of Jesus Christ. You must... Come to Jesus. You must come to Him. You must leave your life of sin. You must come to Him. You must leave what it is that you're doing and come to Him. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't say anything about the innkeeper. All it says is that the inn was full and there was no room for Mary and Joseph, so therefore they went into the stable where the animals were kept. But you know, when I read the story of Christmas as it is in the Scriptures, the last person, if we were to imagine, I'm imagining that in the, in the end there was somebody there who told them that there was no room for them. And I don't know about you, church, but I don't want to be like that innkeeper and in saying that there's no room for Jesus in my house. I want to leave what I'm doing and go to Jesus. I want to always say to Jesus, especially a perfect night, Christmas Eve going into Christmas, Jesus, there's room for you in my home. On this day, all can come, no matter who you are. On this day, we must go to Jesus. So, Christmas is a wonderful time, a time of gift-giving and laughter and joy. But it's also a serious time to remember the weight. It was not a light, simple thing for Jesus to dethrone Himself from heaven And to come and save a rebellious people that did not love Him. That is a serious thing. It is a weighty thing. So let us collectively as a group always say to the Lord, Lord, You are always welcome in my home. I will leave my life. I will leave my sin. I will leave the things that I hold on to and love.
and I will follow you. If you would stand with me and have your candles ready, and if the gentleman that would be able to go to the back and go down each end, we're going to light each one of these candles. So men, you can go ahead and begin that. And once your candle is lit, please pass it to the person next to you. They're going to go down this middle aisle. Pass that flame down all the way down to each side. I've had people ask me before, and they'll say, Pastor Ben, what's, what's the candlelight service about? What is it for? And I'll tell you what, there's something so special. When you do research on this, there's many things that people will say it's about, but one of the more common reasons in the history of, of why Christians will gather and have a candlelight service like this is because each one of these flames represents the star that hung over Bethlehem. And I think it's so incredibly appropriate that each one of us would have one of these in front of us. Because here's what I believe. I believe that each and every one of us has a choice to make of whether or not we're going to follow that star. The traditional belief is that there were three wise men. Dorothy, I'm going to steal all this from you if I may. God bless you. Thank you. The history would, would the, the historic belief is that there were three wise men. And we don't necessarily know that. We know there were multiple wise men, but but any one of them could have chosen not to follow the star. So this Christmas, and Brian, I'd have you join me up here, please. We will sing this song, this last closing song, before we enjoy some cookies and hot chocolate together. Recognizing that the flame in front of us represents a star that each and every one of us has a choice of whether or not to follow. And my hope and prayer this Christmas is that you would choose to follow the star and go to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's sing Silent Night together. <laughs>